So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Welcome back. I appreciate you taking the time to join me. You know, I was listening to uh, the radio last night. When I say radio, I don't mean old school terrestrial radio. I mean uh, satellite radio. And uh, I believe I was listening to, might have been CNBC or Fox Business, but whoever it was had the Dave Ramsey show. And I've never listened to the Dave Ramsey show before in my life. I know who Dave Ramsey is. Uh, Clearly, he has a following over 3 million people on Instagram alone. But um, it just so happened that uh, the first person uh, that called into the show uh, was calling to ask a question about a used car. And they had just purchased, her and her husband are expecting their first baby, and uh, they had a two-door manual transmission. She can't drive a manual. And so she thought, hey, it'd be a smart idea to switch that vehicle in for something that would be more suited, better suited for them having their first child. And that makes sense. So they clearly went out and bought a car on their own. And she said, you know, it it may have been a mistake. I don't know, uh, possibly, uh, based on the fact that within the first few months, they'd already put over $3,000 into the car. Uh, It turned out that it needed a host of different uh, repairs, uh, maintenance and repairs. And in between all of those things combined, they'd spent about three grand. So her question was simply, how long do I keep doing this? At what point do you draw the line? Should I consider selling this car and getting something else, taking a hit on this car? And what should I do? Should I buy another car? Should I go to a dealer, buy another car, private party? And surprisingly, and yet not surprisingly, on the Dave Ramsey show, they said, oh, wait a minute, don't give up too soon. You could fix that car, find a good mechanic. She said, it's now making a noise from the transmission. Uh, how bad can, can that be? Uh, well, if it's your transmission, it could literally be, uh, depending on what they paid for the car, and I believe if I remember it was $11,000, it could be at 25% the cost of the car or more, potentially, just depending on what needs to be done. So they said, well, don't overreact. You know, We don't know what that sound is. Get, get a, a good mechanic, one you could trust. Don't go to the dealer. They try to screw you over. You know that. And, um, but you know, if you need to buy another car, you could buy it another one private party. And, and so I'm listening to this conversation. I'm thinking, are you freaking kidding me? Are you serious right now? These people clearly have a lot on their plate. Uh, they seem like smart people. They had saved money. They had a, a emergency fund. They were concerned about keeping that intact. They got a baby on the way and they want to do the best thing that they can with respect to safety for the baby reliability for themselves and and in terms of from the financial perspective and so the moral of the story on the dave ramsey show is you should go buy private party you should go work with an independent technician independent repair shop now the reality is 80 percent of people out there are dealing with independent repair shops that tends to be more because of proximity however and the ease of getting in there 
than the work itself. There's some huge, huge advantages in working with a dealership when it comes to repairing your car, but I'll leave that for another day. So let's focus today. I want to focus just on used cars and what are some reasons that people should absolutely positively buy their used car from a dealership and not from a private party. Now, yes, I have been in the in the uh, dealership world for over 40 years, uh, although I've not been working in dealerships now for coming on close to 20 years. So it's not like I own a store and I'm going to benefit. I don't have a vested interest. I'm just talking from the perspective of what's the right thing to do, what's in your intelligent best interest. Now, if you happen to work in a dealership right now and you're listening to this, these are really good reminders because if you happen to have a client, a prospective client come on your lot today, these are things that sometimes fall out of our head. We don't even think about them. But you know, just because we're aware of these uh, advantages, it doesn't mean that prospective clients are. And you know, there's, there's a saying that says, if you have uh, great books and you don't read them, you're no better off than somebody who can't read. Well, the same thing goes here. If you have huge advantages and you don't talk about them, no different than if you don't have those advantages at all. Now, if you're looking to buy a car sometime in the near future, you're not in the car business, this still is very beneficial for you because I'm going to tell you straight on the truth, your facts. These are irrefutable why there's some distinct and significant advantages in buying a used car from a dealer rather than a private party. So let me go ahead and jump in and I'm going to have at least six or seven of these if you want to take notes, whether you work in a store or whether you're looking or considering to buy a car or somebody you know is looking to buy a car. So let's start with this, reputation. When you go to buy a car private party, okay, first of all, let's start with this. Do you know that person? No. Do they have a reputation online? Well, I don't know. Maybe they've got posts on their social media page, but you're probably not going to look those up and maybe you can't even find them. And what does the reputation or their post online have to do with the car they're buying? Well, not a thing. The reality is this, though. When you're buying private party, the minute that I sell that car, whether you have a great time with that car or it's a complete disaster, like this poor couple that was on the Dave Ramsey show, it does not impact my personal reputation. Don't care. So it's a, it's a buyer's beware world out there. You're buying the car as is. There is no express or implied warranty. Here's the car. Here's the price you want it. Yes or no. And then everything from that point forward is on you. Their reputation doesn't come into the, into the equation. But what happens when you buy from a dealer? Well, you're not the only car they're selling today or this week or this month or this year. Dealerships have legacies. Dealerships rely on fantastic reputations. Dealerships, most of them, I'm not saying all, but the vast majority care deeply about the client relationship, the client experience, and yes, their reputation. And they know the key the maintaining a great reputation is what? Making sure they sell high quality cars with a great experience so that they have happy customers who talk about that experience positively to their friends or their coworkers so they can what? Sell more cars. So there's a huge advantage here between the dealer 
and the non-dealer. One, no implications or ramifications on the reputation. The dealer, everything is going to be tied to the reputation over a long period of time, right? So that's a big one. That's number one. Number two, I mentioned when you buy a car private party, there is neither an express or implied warranty. When you buy from a dealership, the same thing. There's no express or implied warranty with the car. However, in and of itself, however, most dealerships offer some type of baseline warranty on the vehicle that you're purchasing. Now, many of them might be, it might be a three-month powertrain. But think about it. If that was this couple that I was listening to last night, that would have been enough for them to have uh, some answers. It would have been enough for them to go in and take care of those repairs without it absolutely obliterating their emergency fund. So you're going to get, in almost every case, whether you buy from a public, whether you buy from a private, whether you buy from a big group, or whether you buy from a small independent dealership, they are oftentimes going to offer some type of base powertrain warranty. Some go far beyond that. And yes, in almost every case, when you're buying a used car, you're offered the opportunity to purchase an extended service contract, right? Service contracts different from warranty, similar but different. Service contracts are, as they say, there's something that you're purchasing, a contract for a specific period of time for a specific amount of miles. So let's say it's up to five years or up to six years and 100,000 miles. And it's going to cover specific components that are specified in that agreement. Now, here's the thing. When you buy that service contract, who's going to be repairing your car? A dealership. And I mentioned 80% of people are going to independence. Why? They perceive it's cheaper. It's not necessarily cheaper, but there are trade-offs. They don't have factory trained technicians. They're not using factory parts. They're using secondary parts. The warranty, the way they back that repair is much greater at a dealership. When you buy a service contract, you're getting all of that. But even if you get a base powertrain warranty, you're getting that as well. Either way, this is coming with peace of mind that when you're buying a car from a private party, again, the onus is on you. The onus is on the prospective client to go take that car to an independent mechanic. Now, think about this. How much time is that going to take? Do you actually know right now, do you have an independent mechanic in your back pocket that you know and that you trust that's reputable and that can easily take care of the work on this new vehicle? If you don't, that sounds like a lot of time and effort. The reality is even if you put in that time and effort, you're still not going to get the same level of peace of mind and, and reliability in terms of a long-term ownership experience that you're going to get when you buy it from a dealership. Third thing, when you buy a private party, there's one payment option. It's called cash. Now, whether somebody says, hey, I'll take Ethereum or I'll take Bitcoin or Shiba or I will take, you know, whatever, uh, the reality is in some form or fashion, it's cash, cold, hard cash. Now, you may get the loan up front from your bank or your credit union. You may have the money saved already, but it's cash. That's it. That's your one and only option. Now, if you buy from a dealership, 
One of the other massive benefits that prospective clients have when they buy from a dealership is they have payment options. Not only can they arrange the loan directly through the dealership without having to go the extra step of researching banks, going out and searching out who's got the best rates, where am I going to get the best approval, who's got the best terms, and then I got to fill out an app at Chase, fill out an app at my credit union, fill out an app at B of A. And by the way, every time you do that, that's going to stick a mark, uh, an inquiry on your credit score, which can have an adverse impact, adverse impact on your credit score. At a dealership, they're going to pull your credit one time, whether they deal with two banks or whether they deal with 15 banks. Now, most dealers deal with a minimum of eight different financial sources, and most deal with at least 12. What does that mean to a prospective client? Well, it means they truly have options. They could prospectively get approved by more than one lender and then make the choice of the lender they prefer. Maybe they bank with them. Maybe they're a local bank. Maybe they're somebody that has a better rate for them or better term. It allows them to go 72 months instead of 60 months, and that gets that payment down. So these are huge advantages of having these, these different options. They're all viable and they're all available anytime somebody walks into a dealership. None of those are available if I'm going out and bribing, buying a car from a private party. Next, the fourth thing is when you go to a dealership, whether that dealership has 50 used cars on the lot or whether they have 500 used cars on the lot, again, you've got options. You've got selection. Maybe you're considering a, a Toyota versus a Honda, a Ford versus a Chevy, an SUV versus a crossover, a truck, large truck versus a mid-sized truck. Well, guess what? You can drive all of them, compare all of them, put the kids in the back of all of them. You could see and figure out which one is going to most effectively fit what you're looking for and serve your needs for the foreseeable future. When I look for a vehicle online, if I wanted to do the same thing, think about it. I'm going to have to go on some used car buying site or I'm going to have to go to a bunch of Craigslist ads or Facebook ads, find four, five, six, eight, ten vehicles, make arrangements to see them, go out to God knows where, different places, visiting people I don't even know. And oh, by the way, I'm sure you've seen or heard news stories of what has happened recently where people have gone to buy a car cash in hand and gotten whacked on the back of the head. There was no car. By the way, just as a as a an alert, a uh, what do you call these public service announcements? Your free PSA within the podcast. If you see a vehicle on Craigslist or Facebook for a ridiculously low price, absolutely positively don't pursue that vehicle. There's a story, I promise you. Maybe it was in a flood. Maybe it was damaged. Maybe it was totaled. Maybe there's not a car. You're not having those problems at a dealer. Again, reputation matters at dealerships. But when you layer on top of that the fact, I could see every type of vehicle in every color, every configuration, every option, and I could compare them side by side in one stop. What is the power and the value to a prospective customer? It's massive. So whether you're looking for a car 
or whether you're a dealership that is looking to help people and hope to sell used cars, this is a huge, huge uh, advantage that should not be overlooked. Um, next thing, I mentioned reputation. Well, part of what contributes to a great reputation is the next one, and that's transparency. Now, what does that mean? Well, simply put, it's the year 2023, and regardless of what we are buying, whether it's electronics, cars, clothing, real estate, insurance, or anything else, people today really expect and demand transparency. They want to know what are they getting? They want to know if there's fees. They want to know what is the total cost. They want to know what the terms are. But when you're dealing with a a, a reputable dealer, which pretty much every franchise new car dealer out there in the world are, and many of the large used car dealers out there in the country, you are dealing with a transparent buying process. Now, if you happen to go into a dealer and they don't offer a transparent buying process, yes, you've got the option and the ability to say, pass, I'm out, and go to a different dealer. But the reality is the vast, vast majority of them do, which means from the time you step on that lot to the time that you find the car you're looking for, the equipment, you know, has this car been reconditioned? What was done to the car? What kind of work was done to the car? Does it have any warranty history on this car? What's the repair record on this car? Has it ever been in a, in a wreck of any kind? You're going to get a Carfax report or something similar that's going to show you everything that you need to know about the history of that vehicle before you ever even think about buying it. And then as you move forward with buying it, you've got all the transparency when it comes to the transactional side of the deal as well. Now, let's compare and contrast that with a private party. What level of transparency is there? Who's the, who, who is that private party person answering to? Nobody. Who does the dealership answer to? Well, I don't know. The Department of Motor Vehicle, the Attorney General, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, as well as their desire to maintain a great reputation. So when it comes to transparency, there is absolutely positively no comparison. The dealership option is the superior option. When you go to a private party, and listen, don't get me wrong, there are hundreds of thousands of vehicles sold private party every year where the person that sold it and the person that bought it came out fine. They did okay. But it's a bit of a crapshoot, isn't it? And you don't know how things are going to turn out for you because the reality is you don't have any regulatory body overseeing that private party transaction. You don't have that guaranteed transparency like you do at the dealership. Now, let's talk about another one that the vast majority of people that buy cars aren't even aware of, especially when they're buying at private party. So let's say that you own a car right now that's worth $10,000. You sell that car, and then you're going to buy another car, let's say, for $30,000. You're going to trade up, right? Now, when you buy a private party, you're going to buy that car for $30,000. And if you're in a state that has 8% sales tax, 
you're going to pay $2,400 in sales tax on that $30,000 transaction. Now, why is there any tax benefits in buying it from a dealership? Because in almost every state in the country, when you buy from a dealership, they allow you to deduct the value of your trade-in from the price of the car that you're buying. That $10,000 trade-in now gets deducted from the 30, and now you're paying sales tax on $10,000 less. That's $800 cash money in your pocket. You don't get that from a private party transaction. Now, not every state you should check, go online and check, but almost every state in the country offers you the ability to do this. And last but not least, I mentioned it a little bit earlier with respect when I was talking about the difference between an independent repair shop, and I am in no way uh, degrading or berating or belittling the talent or skill in an independent repair shop. I'm merely stating a fact earlier. There is no factory OEM training, whether it's an independent repair shop that works on Hondas, Mercedes, uh, Maseratis, Fiats, Mazdas, Toyotas, it doesn't matter. There's no factory training. And just so you know, if you're not familiar with this, if you're not in the dealership world, pretty much every single manufacturer today requires every technician in every franchise dealer to go through training every single year and additional certifications. Now, a little bit similar if you're a CPA, if you're a physician, if you're a, a lawyer, you have to keep up your credentials, your license by having ongoing certifications, ongoing training. Now, I'm certainly not necessarily putting a technician on the same level as a physician, but you would be shocked, most of you, if you're not in the industry, at how much training, how educated and what they have to understand to deal with these incredibly sophisticated, complicated um, cars that are absolutely have, have technology embedded in them and multiple computers that you didn't deal with 15, 20, 30 years ago. The independents don't have that ability. They don't have factory training to lean on. They don't have factory resources. Most of them don't have the factory special tools. They figure out how to get it done the best they can, and they're not using factory parts. So when you're dealing with a dealership versus an independent private party, ask yourself, which one's going to have the higher level of expertise during the course of this transaction? Now, whether the expertise that you would like to have or rely on has to do with the financing aspect, has to do with the selection aspect, has to do with which vehicle, which model, which options are going to be best suited for me or how that vehicle was reconditioned. What is the likelihood that a private party vehicle had $1 of reconditioning in it? I think the vast majority of time, if you're lucky, they have a, they, they have a detail. Most of them stop at a car wash. That's about it. So you may have 30 to a couple hundred bucks into that transaction from the private party standpoint. The dealers oftentimes have 600, 800, 1500 or more 
in that car before they'll sell it. And most manufacturers, especially if it's a certified program, there is no option here. There's no choice. You're required to go through that 100 plus point inspection, regardless of your if you're Chevy, Mazda, Toyota, Volvo, Honda, or anybody else. You must go through that. It must pass each and every one of those line items. And if something needs to be fixed or addressed, it must be fixed or addressed. Can't be put off. When that car goes on that front line of that dealership, you've got a level of confidence that it's got those repairs and that appropriate maintenance has been dealt with. So I've given you seven, a minimum of seven different reasons. Reputation, warranty service contracts, payment options, the fact that you've got selection and the ability to go one place and see everything you need to see, drive everything you'd like to drive transparency, tax benefits, and expertise. Put those side by side against a Facebook ad, Facebook marketplace ad, or Craigslist ad, or anything else. And I think you'll draw the same conclusion that I drew years ago. And that most dealers and their sales associates know every single day. There's a massive advantage in buying from a franchise new car dealer or a highly reputable, at least, used car operation that's been around for quite a while. And that's something that a private party transaction will never be able to match up to. I hope this has been helpful. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Now, whether you liked it, didn't like it, I would love a review, good, bad, or ugly. I value them all. I look at them all. And I would really love it and appreciate it if you took the time to subscribe, download, or share this to somebody who may benefit uh, from listening to it as well. So look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks again. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens.